Welcome to the Locala Podcast. This is episode 41. I had so much orders producing, which was amazing, Mm -hmm. but it was so overwhelming that I started to not feel the love for it. So I was just okay. like doing it. And yeah. I told my mom, like, I don't I don't want to just do it. I want to still love it every time I hit the kitchen and I turn the oven on and I start my prep work. And so we had to, you know, go in a different direction with the bakery so I can still feel comfortable and feel in love still with my business. Welcome to the Locala Podcast, everybody. I'm Lisa Anderson, your host and publisher of Locala Magazine. And we are going on with our June issue, which is our callbacks issue. So we're having all the people that had been in our issue long before we had a podcast and in the beginning, um, come back and join us for an addition to their story. And we will have link backs to the original story in the description. And today we have a very special guest because it's very rare that we get the choose letter department in on the podcast and we have a callback for that today which is ariana caraballo and uh, she is with alc artistic bakery and she her original article was back in august of 2021 she was an our original um one of the original stories for the choose letter department of the magazine so welcome to the show hi i'm excited to be here thank you for having me yes absolutely i'm excited to have somebody from the choose letter department in here because we usually Am are I dealing the first one? yes you are the first okay. one so you were the first you were one of the first stories in the magazine yep. as the choose letter department and on the couch as... <laughs> <laughs> <The> special <laughs> yes you are <laughs> so how have you been since we talked to you last i'm good uh, keeping busy yeah uh, ramping everything back up with the bakery um we had took a slight pause but you know we're, we came in with some new ideas and we're putting them out there now oh fantastic so kind of recap everybody a little bit about what the bakery is exactly um so the bakery is a small latin-owned bakery i am latina i am puerto rican uh, born here in the united states uh, we're trying to focus on my Latin culture pastries mm-hmm. and s- snacks, but also in a way that everybody can enjoy it. Okay. Um, I try to focus a lot on the gluten-free and for people that have any type of food allergies mm-hmm. into the bakery. Um, it's hard to find sweets nowadays that you can actually enjoy without the after effect of problems. If you have a you know, gluten allergy or a food dye allergy or mm-hmm. you know dairy allergy, yeah. which I pretty much have all of that. So I wanted to be able to bake for myself and enjoy it. Yeah. So I wanted to do that for other people as well. Yeah. Oh, that's really cool. I didn't get to sit down with you the first time because we usually have Cynthia McFarland, who is our um, main writer for the Choose Letter Department, get to sit down with everybody. Mm -hmm. And so um, I want to, I know it's a a bit in your original story, but how did you get started in baking? Um, I started baking just, you know, regular box cake. When I was around nine years old. Oh, wow. Uh, my mom and I started making like birthday cakes for us and the family. And she always loved just random yellow cake with chocolate frosting. And <laughs> so she had me started to make them because she didn't want to make them anymore. And that's where it started. I started get, getting more creative, asking her to buy, you know, like sprinkles and fondant and learning how to make all that stuff. And it just kind of grew from there. Oh, really cool. Um, and I tried cooking, but I really loved the baking part. Mm-hmm. So that's where it started at age nine. Oh, wow. That's crazy. So self-taught, come in. Um, how old are you now? I will be 22 this year. 22. I, you know, 
I knew you were young, but I forgot how young. <laughs> yeah, I opened the business um, at 19. Oh, that's fantastic. That is amazing. And so um, uh, you also, this last year, added another business yes. to your portfolio. So another talk about small that. business. Um, I also am a nail tech. Okay. I opened Artistry Nail Loft. Um, I have my own space on my parents' property. They have a pretty large property, I think two acres. Okay. So I have a little loft back there, and I do people's nails, mainly oh. just, you know, word of mouth yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, that's amazing. I love that because if anybody um, has listened to the podcast before, the, your mom has been on the podcast. Yes, she has. <laughs> and she talked about starting her business from the house. So I love mm-hmm. that you're starting because you also do the bakery at your house currently. Yep. Yeah, but you're looking for a location now. We are looking for a location. We're ready for the next step, ready for growth, Yeah. Um, ready to reach more people in the community that I can't reach right now. Yeah. Um, don't get me wrong, I love baking at home. It feels, you know, cozy, and that's where it all started was baking at home. Right. Um, but I'm ready, I'm ready to expand and, you know, reach out to people that don't know who I am. Yeah. And be able for them to enjoy my pastries and cakes and stuff like that. Yeah, that's amazing. And you can do a little bit more in a commercial kitchen than you can do a cottage kitchen, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All the legal fun stuff, like you said, trying uh, to find. <laughs> yeah, those are the complicated things nobody talks yeah. about. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what would you say, speaking of that stuff, I mean, especially as a young entrepreneur, what was some of the biggest hurdles that you've had to overcome so far? Um, one of the biggest ones was how young I, I am. Mm-hmm. People don't really trust young people that cook or bake. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, can she really handle it? If, does she actually know what she's doing? Mm-hmm. Um, but from personal experience with everything, I I put my heart into it. And I think you can tell the difference when you taste it, too. Yeah, yeah, I've had, I've had. It's very tasty. <laughs> <laughs> it's fantastic. I love, too, that you're um, diving into your culture and getting that specific with the, the pastries. What are, um, what are some of the challenges that you face uh, making like things that are gluten free and dairy free and yet staying authentic to the original recipes. Um, I feel like a challenge would be trying to get the right texture and yeah. the right taste. Um, I've tried a lot in a lot of gluten free, dairy free products and they taste very gritty or they're very dense and dewy. Mm-hmm. Um, to me personally, I don't like those textures. I want it to be fluffy. I want you to enjoy it when you're eating yeah. and not have like a glob of something in your mouth. So that was something that I like to experience, experiment with. Yeah. And um, I feel like that's probably the biggest challenge, trying to get that perfect texture that I want for other people to enjoy. Yeah, yeah. Well, since we have you on the podcast, and this is not something that you get to dive in too deep in the cheese letter department, I want to know a little bit more about your childhood. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not exactly sure what age you were when you guys came down here, so... So tell us where you grew up and how old you were when you got to Ocala. I was born and raised in Cleveland, Ohio. Mm-hmm. Um, I came to Ocala when I was 15. Okay. I was a sophomore in high school. I transferred from CSA, which is Cleveland School of the Arts, uh, to Westport here. Okay. Um, big difference. Uh, I come from a large city. Okay. It's all buildings, all about sports, you know. Yeah. And the schools over there, the max, four or 500 students. So everybody knows everybody, and then to come here, such a big difference of um, students being more cultured students, mm-hmm. and also the amount to like twelve hundred students. Wow! 
that that was a big jump for me. It was pretty scary. Yeah, I um, bet. Felt like a whole movie, honestly, coming here, <laughs> <laughs> going to classes, you know, outside the buildings, unlike over there. Yeah. You know, it's winter over there, so everything's indoor, mm-hmm. unlike over here. So that was a drastic so, yeah. change. And in the heat. <laughs> um, at CSA, I was a visual arts major. I am also an artist. I okay. like to do paintings and drawings, sketches. Um, I think that plays very well into both the nails and the bakery. I think so, too. <laughs> <laughs> both art parts yes yeah um but yeah I was raised in Cleveland and also parts of Jersey too okay okay and um what was the cultural difference for you coming down here um because I think um if I remember correctly from what your mom had said there was a very big Latina Latino community um in Cleveland and it wasn't quite so much in the beginnings when you first came down here um, well, where I went to school and where I was raised, there was a lot of, you know, Hispanics, especially Puerto Ricans, mm-hmm. you know, you kind of get used to that, especially with family. And then over here, there's definitely more wide range of all cultures, you know, they yeah. have Puerto Ricans and, you know, the Mexicans. And it was just so different to me to experience that. And I'm glad I got to experience that because yeah. of who I met when I came over here, too. Yeah, so you did meet somebody I special. <laughs> yeah, you want to talk about that a little bit? <laughs> I met who I am with today in 10th grade when I moved here. Okay. Um, I was the fresh new girl at, in first period, <laughs> and he was right there pretty much waiting for me to get Aww. there. <laughs> and that's how we met. And um, that's we've been high school sweethearts ever since. Ever since, and engaged, yes. Yes, we are engaged. Yes, fantastic. <laughs> Probably have a smaller wedding. Yeah. I mean, you talked a lot about the differences, but that must have been really difficult to leave your friends at at middle of high school because those are people that you probably expected, especially in a smaller group and setting, mm-hmm. to graduate with at that point. So what was that like for you to come down here? Oh, it was very sad. Yeah. I was very sad for a long time <laughs> when I moved down here. Um, but, you know, getting all these opportunities moving down here at such a young age was definitely a plus. And, you know, my mom said that that would happen, but, you know, mm-hmm. you're young and you're kind of hard-headed. And yes. you're just like, no, I want to go back with my friends. You know, you're so accustomed to everything over there. I lived there almost my whole life. So uh, you're so used to the same things. Mm-hmm. And just it's so different from city to coming over here to the country where there was barely <laughs> anything. Um, it was so different to see the horses and the cows and everybody's yard yeah. and everybody's <laughs> land. Um, started seeing more, you know, outdoor animals. And we all we had was, you know. Dogs and right. fish. That right. was it. <laughs> so that was a huge difference. Yeah. It was so normal for everybody to have horses and stuff here. Yeah. Did um, you ever learn to ride? I recently rode. Ooh. Yes, that was an experience. That was <laughs> it was very scary. Yeah. Um, you don't know how they're gonna react and they could probably feel my fear. But yes, they can. Yeah. It was okay. It, we we did pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't ridden since probably my no, I think it was in my early twenties last time I rode. But it had been before that. It had been even longer, longer, and um, it had been quite a longer night. And the horse took off, and I almost flew off. The saddle was hanging on. They decided to race. The two horses decided to race each other without the riders knowing that that was going to happen. <laughs> yeah, no, that didn't happen with me. Thank goodness. But <laughs> it'll probably be a while for me to get back on one. Yeah. Not gonna lie. 
Yeah, I was never, I was always really scared of horses and they could always tell. Me too. <laughs> and very Me too. smart. Yeah. Um, so what else have you been up to? I mean, you are around town a lot. I see you everywhere. Everything I go to, there's Ariana. <laughs> I try to get out there and meet different people because, you know, your business really starts on word of mouth. Yes. So um, I also learn to do taxes and stuff from my mom. So oh, I would cool. say I'm a jack of all trades. Yeah. Learn to do all kinds of things. I, yes. Do you think you got your entrepreneurial spirit from your mother? Most definitely. Yeah. Most definitely. <laughs> uh, she's definitely uh, pushes me out of my comfort zone. And I'm, I really appreciate that because um, if you're just stuck in the same spot, you don't know what's out there. Yeah. So she's always pushed me out there, pushed me out there. And once we came up with the idea of me actually doing the bakery, she was like, no, we're doing this and you're not going out. You're not backing out of it. She's like, once you're in it, you're in it. And she, you know, asked me, do you really love to do this? And I was just like, yes, I do. I love to see people's reactions of when they eat my, you know, my baked goods. And she, I really felt that same way when I was younger with my art. Mm-hmm. She asked me how, how do you feel when you bake? Uh, when you, I'm sorry, when you draw or you paint? Yeah. And I felt, you know, calm and in. I had my own voice when mm-hmm. I did that. So now I feel like I have my own voice with the bakery, just yeah. with a larger audience. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. Do you do any like cake decorating too, or do you um, mostly just stick to more like? Uh, I mean, cakes are pastries too, but. Um, I yeah, I do you know some cake decorating. If you <laughs> yeah. have like a specific design that you want, I will try my best to do it. Yeah. Um, but my main, main focus would be for taste. I want you to enjoy it. Yeah. Because things can look really nice, but don't taste good. Uh-huh. So I'd rather it look okay and, and it tastes amazing. It tastes amazing. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Because nobody will remember that it just looked okay if it tastes amazing. Right. <laughs> right? Exactly. As long as it's all gone. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, so where do you think, I mean, other than starting to help your mom in the kitchen and stuff like that, where do you think your true love of food really comes from? Um. Me, I love food. Yeah, <laughs> I love food. I love. I love to try new things, whether it looks funny, smells funny. I'm gonna try it. Yeah, I am all for it. And it's just the experimenting of different things that I love to do. Because yeah. with baking, it's it's a science, honestly. Yes. You get the wrong measurement, the whole thing is gonna go to the garbage. <laughs> so I I think that's my answer with that one. I you know what I'll I'll let you in on a story. I. <laughs> was trying to cook this weekend and um I don't eat a lot of sweet things anymore and so my taste buds are very skewed and I was Mm -hmm. trying to make uh lower sugar dark chocolate peanut butter cups for my father okay and I can tell you that it took about three four batches before (laughs) I got it right (laughs) and watching my significant other's face when he tried one of the batches was worth it all The myriad of facial expressions and the horror oh. that came across his face was great. You're just like, nope, this is not for me. This not, is not my forte. No. <laughs> I I was always a better cook than I was a baker. I don't okay. know. I, I cook too, but yeah. I just don't like it. No. Ooh, cooking, you can add a little bit more of this and that, and you know, spices, and it'll yeah. actually come out okay. You can kind of save it. Baking. If you don't get it right the first time, it's not going to come out. No. You have to start all over from the beginning. <laughs> yes. And learning that the hard way. I mean, everybody gets their bad days. I can't say that everything I do is perfect because it's not. Yeah. Um, just one of my bad days when I first started, you know, baking a lot was 
I was making a cake from scratch and it was coming out so liquidy and so watery. I was like, what is wrong? I made the batch three times. And it turns out I was using um, powdered sugar oh, no. instead of flour. <laughs> instead of flour. <laughs> so nobody's perfect, but, you know, learn my lesson of reading labels and taking yeah. it easy. And, yeah. That so. would have been a really sweet cake. <laughs> it wouldn't have been cake. It would have that just been dew. Yeah. yeah. No, that's not. That would have not been okay. <laughs> yeah. So what are, I mean, what would you say your biggest lesson so far in both business and baking? Like, if you could combine them, what would be your biggest lesson that you've learned? Um, sticking with learning to still love what you do. Because yeah. I was so busy at one point. It's just me baking. And then um, my he my fiancé, he helps me, too, mm-hmm. when he can. But he also works. Yeah. Everybody works. So when it comes to baking, it's just me and... I had so much orders producing, which was amazing, mm-hmm. but it was so overwhelming that I started to not feel the love for it. So I was just okay. like doing it. And yeah. I told my mom, like, I don't, I don't want to just do it. I want to still love it every time I hit the kitchen and I turn the oven on and I start my prep work. And so we had to, you know, go in a different direction with the bakery so mm-hmm. I can still feel comfortable and feel in love still with my business. Because yeah. no matter what, as stressful as it got, I still loved it. Right. But, you know, there gets to a certain point where you hit that breaking point of, oh, I don't think I want to do this anymore. Yeah. And you want to give up and you're just like, I'm going to go work a regular job. <laughs> and then once you, you know, take a step back and actually see what you have done in your progress, that's when you're like, OK, no, I can still do this. Yeah. So that's pretty much what happened. Um, okay. Life did got you, busy. Did you take a little step back to kind of help reduce the orders for a while? I did. Yeah. I did. But at the same time, I was starting the nail business. So okay. I wasn't just... I'm stopping completely. I was right. still doing orders, but I was also, you know, trying to get my clientele up for the nails okay. as well. Okay. Um, so as you're looking for a, a new location, are you considering in the growth of having an assistant, people that can come and follow your recipes and and do that as you grow? Or are you still thinking that you're going to be mostly by yourself? Um, well, it depends on how how we grow. Yeah. I would love to keep it as intimate as possible, Mm -hmm. family-owned. But if it grows to be bigger, I would love that too. Yeah. I would say my biggest inspiration is probably kind of corny, but is uh, Carlos Bakery. Okay. I I have visited one. I would still love to go to the original one. Um, They they started off as a family-owned business, and they've grown, you know, all over the U.S. So that's... I would say that's the goal for me, but just yeah. not cakes. Yeah. I want to be the pastry girl. The you pastry girl, I want to be the yeah. baker. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. I feel like that would be my goal, you know, years to come, but yeah. I would start off more intimate, family-owned. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, what is your favorite pastry? Mine? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would say the cheese pastries, also known as quesitos. Okay. That's okay. probably my favorite. Um, but I don't really eat my sweets. No? I will try them, obviously, so yeah. I make sure that they're good to go. Yeah. I will try every <laughs> single one of them. But I will not eat my stuff. No, really? I so, just, I, I'm a chocolate person. Okay. I love chocolate. Okay. And I like to eat sweets once in a while, but, yeah. you know, making it every day and eating it all the time, just not It gets for a little me. much, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I have, you know, my parents try it as well. <laughs> Even my little brother, um, I, they always try the stuff too to make sure that my taste buds are not off and, uh-huh. you know, which helps. Yes. But I don't really, 
I'm a sweets girl, but not really. If that makes sense. <laughs> so you just really just enjoy the process. I love the process of it. Yeah. And, you know, I love to see when I get that, you know, batter right, it grows the right way. Mm-hmm. And I love, you know, laying that icing on there. <laughs> and it, you know, the colors come out perfect. Yeah. And pastry rising. I love all that. So I yeah. love the process of it. But eating it, I my don't. <laughs> Just try it. That's it. So what would you say would be the biggest advice for somebody who's starting a business as young as you did? Um, just stay consistent with it. Yeah. Um, try to, yes, put your all, but also to the point where you can limit yourself to know what you can take on. Mm-hmm. Because I was taking on everything. Yeah. Whatever anybody wanted, I was, you know, trying it. And, you know, that was in the beginning, just trying to get my clientele out there, trying to get the word of mouth out there. But now is when I know what I really love to do. Yeah. So if it's on my menu, that's what I do. Okay. If there's something that you really want and it may be something that I can actually put into the bakery eventually, then we'll try it. But yeah. um, I would definitely say in the beginning, you're going to put everything out there. Just make sure you find what you're comfortable with and stick to it. Yeah. Because it's not anybody else's business. It's yours. And yeah. it's your baby. You love it. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> absolutely. Well, we're almost getting towards the end of the thing. Okay. Of the podcast, whatever this thing is called, right? <laughs> <laughs> My brain farted there for a minute. <laughs> Um, so is there anything else that you wanted to talk about that I did not ask you? I don't know. Everybody talks about like their five-year goal, but I always live in the present. So maybe just helping me get the word out there and, you know, I'm trying to do more networking events. Yeah. You know, I also cater. Okay. So I'm trying to get that out there too. Yeah. Just make sure getting the word, <laughs> the word out <laughs> about the bakery. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so where can people find you? Um, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram. Um, my phone number is on both of them. Okay. As well, you can call me or text me. I'm a texter. And it's all, and it's all ALC Artistic? And it's all ALC Artistic Bakery. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. And what if they wanted to have their nails done? I have a separate card for that. <laughs> I don't have a Facebook for the nails, though. Okay. Okay. Um, my audience. So I have basically they need audience. to introduce themselves to you before you take them on as a nail client. Yeah, yeah. basically. <laughs> yeah. Because my main business is the bakery. So yeah. I, I pretty much do the nails for fun. Okay. Okay. What, I mean, you must do some pretty, like being an artist, you must do some pretty fancy nail stuff. Yes. Um, I try. I try. I'm, I'm a guinea pig to myself and okay. you know, my mom's also my guinea pig. Yeah. So if there's a new design that somebody wants and they send me a picture, we're hurrying up, you know, practicing. Yeah. Um, but I, I try. I, I even bake with long nails and people ask me how I do that. Yeah. I was going to ask that. That, that was another question. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's not that hard. i I've been a nail girl since I can remember. My yeah. mom would go to the store and get me, you know, the press-ons with the glue. <laughs> and I'd be in the car. She'd be driving, and I'm putting my nails on. So that's where that started as a little kid. Okay. Um, but it's just they're, they're a part of me, and if I don't have them done, I feel so off, so wrong. But yeah. <laughs> it doesn't get in the way of baking. It doesn't get in the way of my daily life, um, typing, none of that. None, none of that. that. You're, just, you're just used to them, and you can work around I them. I can work around them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. A question about your artwork. Um, how often do you paint? Like, do you ever sell your artwork or do you just do it mostly for yourself? Or um, I have sold a few pieces and mm-hmm. I've done a couple murals. Um, but I mainly do it for myself. And if somebody asks me for a piece that they want, I will do it. Yeah. 
Um, I don't really have something I really love to do. I like to stick with minimalist stuff, which is, you know, fine lines. But I also try to do realistic as well. Mm -hmm. So I don't really have a preference of what I like to do. I kind of experiment with everything. You don't have a particular medium that you prefer to work in? I like to paint with acrylics and oils. I love to do still lifes where you you just sit down and whatever's in front of you, you you draw it. That's what I love to do too. Um, But yeah, mainly for myself and who I'm with, he's also... I brought the artist out of him, and that's how we connected as well, was through art. Oh, that's really cool. You know, little sticky notes of him <laughs> drawing stuff. That's how that became yeah. about. Um, so now we have, in our house, we have a whole art, you know, station. Yeah. Um, but we kind of, I kind of keep it to myself. Yeah. Are you guys the same age? Um, yes. Yeah? Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, Ariana, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Oh, thank you for having me. Yeah. I'd love chatting with you and getting to know a little bit more about why you do what you do and, and all that good stuff. So oh, thank you for bringing it out of me because I don't like to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I think this is the most I've ever heard you talk. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> so congratulations. Thank you did you. fantastic. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thank you, everybody, for joining us here on the locale podcast. I'm Once again, I'm Lisa Anderson, your host, and we will make sure to have a link to Ariana's original story and her businesses in the description. And we look forward to talking with you on the next podcast where we focus on connections through stories. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Locala podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please go ahead, like, share, and download. Your support is truly appreciated.